Welcome to the New Ray Media Show, the show where we will discover the solution to marketing and e-commerce problems, explore new industries with incredible entrepreneurs, and leave room for a wide variety of entertaining guests that will come our way. Hello, I'm your host, Alexander Wolf, and today we're going to have a very fruitful conversation with Sahara, uh, marketing, digital marketing manager for Fancy. We're going to get into very interesting topics for e-commerce brands, small brands, and up-and-coming brands. We're going to have amazing tips, some great information for you to implement into your strategy, and I'm, I know you're going to really enjoy it, so stay tuned. Perfect. So our guest today is Sahara Sarkar. She's a digital marketer, uh, marketing manager at Fancy Co., a beauty tool brand for people who live by their own beauty standards. Uh, today, we're going to be discussing a little bit of her career, marketing and e-commerce. And well, hi, Sahar. Thank you so much. For <laughs> it's nice to have you. Um, so yeah, do you want me to start with a little bit about uh, my role at Fancy? Or- Maybe you can uh, give us a little bit of backstory and tell us how you got into marketing and e-commerce and then lead us all the way into uh, how you, you are now at Fancy. For sure. Yeah. So I started my career like almost like four years ago. So when I started um, marketing, I was more of like in a design role. So it's crazy. But yeah, I feel like design and like the creative aspect and marketing, they're like so like entwined together. So being in design, it helped me understand like the creative aspect of it. So from there, like I was at an agency, uh, it was a small agency. So I had the opportunity to do like learn Facebook ads and then really like the typical e-commerce route, get into Facebook ads. Um, So, but as I moved and like got in a more senior position at the agency, uh, I learned like all aspects of digital marketing. So I was more involved with like the landing page conversion optimization and then like the email marketing. Um, so that was my early career. From there, I moved to like an in-house role. So with this company called Chase Hospitality Group. So they're a big company. So they're more of like a public company. They have like a lot of restaurants all over like North America. Um, so for them, it was pretty cool because they were essentially like in the hospitality business. So they were more about the entertainment and restaurants. But then as the pandemic hit, as you know, like um, all of that, like their revenue source was like suddenly all gone because like especially in Canada, right? Like we were in like a lockdown for so long. Um, so what we decided was like, we're going to start like an e-com, um, com- like, you know, like a brand for them. So like called Planta. So they would be selling their like their frozen food to com- like like consumers directly. So that was really awesome. So I played like a pivotal role over there. So we started a Shopify store from scratch. We like um, our main uh, channel of acquisition was like uh, Facebook ads. And besides that, we always since they're a huge brand, they had a huge email database. So like email marketing was very crucial for that as well. So yeah, that was my like, uh, like I spent like about a year and a half there. Um, So it was pretty cool. And then um, I moved on to Fancy, uh, where I am now. Uh, So at Fancy, like uh, I started off as like the senior media buyer. Uh, so I did I did most of their acquisition, but recently I have moved to a more like um, managerial role where I'm like 
taking um, like basically handling the whole of the marketing department because I think that is very important for even media buyers to understand because um, media buying does, is not like a silo role how it was in the past, especially with like the iOS 14 update, right? Uh, you cannot just make some, like you can't change your campaign structure or like, you know, you know find specific interests or even like lookalikes that don't really work that well anymore. So that that won't give you like that great numbers or like, you know, it's not a lever mover, right? So what I realized was like, and which like um, the CEO understood as well is like, you need to be uh, in charge of all aspects of marketing to make uh, media buying work. So with that, it means like, you know, I started getting more control with like, you know, the whole funnel, like, you know, us uh, capturing leads through Facebook and then nurturing these leads through email so that it's not like, you know, like a short term, like, you know, what's the ROAS, like how much did I acquire for? It's more of like, what's the lifetime value of these customers? And that was like really crucial for us for like scaling the business. So yeah, so I think like um, that's very, very important. So that was, that is me now. But at the same time, uh, uh, I am also like, I started my own, what they call marketing agency. So I partnered with um, uh, two other marketers who are in the e-com space. So this is something I do on the side. So we're working with a lot of like uh, small to medium sized DTC businesses. Um, um, for them, it's more of like I'm offering them the same package because like, like I said, I just believe now with media buying, it doesn't really work like that anymore. It has to be like a full stack marketer where you're doing handling, even if you're not doing it day to day, like with my other clients, what I do is like, I still like give them advice when it comes to like other stuff, like, you know, what their landing page should be, what is the most important part, what their offer should be. Because um, like a lot of drop shipping companies like start up, but then the main thing I believe is the product. Product is key. Your product should be different. And more than that, even if it's like something that's already out there, you should be able to find a differentiator, uh, provide an offer that another brand isn't, which is how you're going to get your consumers to start like liking you and then eventually like build a brand. No, I think you hit a lot of points that I had to put questions for you, though. So that's perfect. So do you think that once you when you began at Fancy, was it more of media buying strategy heavy? And then as you say, as time went on, you say, like, no, it has to be a more holistic approach if we really want to get the best that we can. Is that more of what you're seeing right now? Yes, 100 okay. percent. So like at the beginning, we thought like, you know, we could just like, you know, scale like whatever creatives we're running and, you know, everything would go smoothly. But that, especially with the iOS 14 update, it was like a disaster because like we had ads running that were like, like we had campaigns that were like beautiful. We, we didn't even have to change them and they were just like bringing in leads. But then what happened post iOS, what I think happened is like now Facebook doesn't get enough signals. So basically now we need to consolidate, first of all, your campaign structure. That's something I always tell like most of my clients, like you cannot have like a thousand campaigns going. You have, to, especially depending on your budget, consolidate your campaigns. And then based on that, you have to have to like think about your creatives, uh, whatever you're running, like 
previous to the iOS update, um, that was working great because Facebook knew exactly who your customers were. They had the data. You could just do lookalikes and they would go and find the exact person who would be interested in your offer. But now like our, like for like me personally, like I've worked with other clients, even with Fancy, I noticed that lookalikes are not working as well. It's yeah, more about like, yeah, we're going back to the basics where you have to do like interest targeting where like, and to do interest targeting right, you need to understand your customer persona. You need to have a creative that's gonna actually resonate with them. So that is one thing that was a huge shift and which is why I had to become more of this role where I'm like trying to understand like the whole customer journey where like, you know, we need to like have, find out like from right from the beginning, talk to our customers, find out like, you know, why they bought our products, do like the research, see what our competitors are saying about the, like the same product, um, find the areas where we can capitalize on. And then from there, um, you create an offer that's really compelling. For example, I know a lot of like very simple offer would be like, oh, 20% off. Like, I think that approach is like, like for me, like I feel like when you're like acquiring a customer who's never heard of you, like let's say never heard of Fancy, it actually like uh, devalues your product. It yeah. gets you more of those discount buyers. Whereas like, I think there should be like a whole funnel where you start off like just showing the product first, like, you know, at full value. And then like for us, uh, we have been testing offers like like since the beginning of this year, because um, especially in black, black on Black Friday, a um, lot of companies are going to just do straight up discounts, but they never tested their offer, you know, like they could have a better offer. Like for uh, like a lot of brands I work with, I noticed like, you know, just giving a free product, which is actually lesser than the discount you're offering uh, it, for consumers that is more beneficial. They're like, oh, wow, we want to like capitalize on that compared to like just straight up 20% off like the cliche yeah and benefit more beneficial for the company as well it's like a free product right because you're getting a, a little taste of something else that you could purchase down the road so all together it's a better strategy 100%. yeah you would agree that I had this question but you like I said you're right on the ball so I love it um pros and cons to running sales ads without having a good organic content strategy going. Um, if you had to put it for other companies, like e-commerce companies that are listening, like, look, these are the pros and these are the cons. If you're going to run ads, even now post uh, the uh, iOS update, what are the pros and cons of running uh, a sales campaign without you already starting uh, some sort of strategy with organic content? Yeah, so yeah, I 100% agree. So. Um, you cannot, especially if you're like, unless you're one of those brands who are just like looking to start up and like acquire and it's like you're, you're at a very small budget, it could work. But then if you want to scale your business, you need to have good organic content, especially because like Facebook can find you those low hanging fruits who are going to buy your product. But then as you scale your budget, what's going to happen is like Facebook now has the same budget but now they have to find you 50 more customers right so they cannot so in that case it's more about like building that like very authentic like i am a huge believer of authentic content on facebook 
that means like um, not the cliche where you're just sharing the product and like, you know, like very salesy. I think uh, what worked really well with us is like, especially because we are a beauty brand, we are running like content, which is like very, very authentic where someone is talking about like, you know, hey, like, you know, I break out. She's not even talking about the product yet. She's just talking about like, you know, how like on a daily basis, she like just breaks out. Like, you know, she's talking about some, she makes quirky lines and then she introduces the product as like part of her routine. It's like a lot more authentic. It's like more of like a storytelling style. Whereas like, you know, like a typical formula that was working previously was like, you know, you just show the problem and you show like, you know, some kind of like stock uh, videos. And then you show like, like that one, like, it won't take you too far like uh post ios i would say like you need to have strong like organic content especially if you're targeting i think uh younger generations like gen c they're more used to being entertained and content good content from good content creators so i think yeah you're, you're hitting the nail on the head i i think uh, it's more you're talking more like a product placement right like yeah. on a tv show not as cheesy as when you're like watching your TV show and the camera pans to the, the bottle of Advil for 10 seconds. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, totally agree. Um, before you, when you were trying, you were talking prior to fancy and you were working in the hospitality group, I guess it's the transition for this question is kind of the same, but before you were, got, you were into uh, e-commerce, what was the difference once you were in it, the things that changed as a marketer that you could recommend to other marketers like look this is i wasn't prepared for this this is these these were the differences in marketing that i had to be more prepared of things that you, you wish you could have been a little bit more reading a couple more blogs a little more prepared on yeah so i think like uh the difference between like you know doing marketing for like a very established like retail brand and like a d2c brand is number one people don't know about you so like that that is a key differentiator because I have so many clients who come to me and they're like, you know, oh, we're going to do the exact same thing. Like, you know, I've seen these very big brands like, you know, Drunk Elephant or like, you know, these brands that Sephora do. And like, you know, they have like really beautiful, like, you know, like polished um, ads, which like will work for them because we all know Sephora. We all go there. There's like recognition. So the same way like that my previous role, their brand had recognition. So that's an advantage. But like once you move to like like do DTC marketing, I think story is key. Um, I tell all my clients that, you know, you as a DTC brand, make sure you have a very authentic story. Like, you know, people love supporting like the underdogs, right? Like why I think DGC brands are scaling so fast is because, as you said, even like Gen Z, more towards Gen Z, they prefer supporting smaller like local brands compared to like large, you know, retail companies. So leverage them. That's not a weakness. You know, a lot of small brands want to seem like they're big. So they will be like talk like they'll use the same language, like copywriting as like these large brands are doing, their advertisement will also look like very high polished and, you know, like, but don't do that. Like you should be more like, uh, like basically leverage what you have. That's an advantage. Talk about an authentic story. Talk about how, like how you started, you know, you maybe it could be like for, like for fancy, right? Uh, we had like, you know, how we started the beauty mirrors was like actually some, like our founder, like actually had that issue, right? So where she couldn't see her makeup properly. And that story translates so beautifully because like the audience is like, yeah. And like, I want to buy from like somebody who actually felt that way as well. 
like so I think like having a like an authentic like you know like story matters like as a D2C brand secondly you have to establish that trust because you don't have it you can't like especially with emails you cannot send those really beautiful promos and expect people to buy from you compared to like if the same thing came from like you know Fenty Beauty or something right because people know who Fenty Beauty is like it's like run by a celebrity whereas like you're a small D2C brand people don't trust you yet so but what you could do is build a story like with email the best strategy is like you start to engage and create like a following just like how you do on social media you create a following like um you talk you talk like daily talk about like stuff that's happening in your life the same way a brand like a small D2C brand can do the same strategy and then eventually have this whole like group of like men, women, whoever, like who are going to support you, who will that is something like I've noticed some brands who do this beautifully. You will see in their ad comments, like they will come, these customers will come and support you. They'll be like, if people are like bashing you in the comment section, they'll come and support you. And how do they create that through building that community? Right. So, yeah. So I think like when you're more D2C, you have to first one, one build trust. And that you do through like building a community, building community through like social organic and email is very, very important. And then number two is like the type of content you produce should also be a little different. It should have more of like a storytelling aspect and look more raw and authentic compared to like, like, you know, being very polished and, you know, like looking really like something you would see on Vogue or something, you know? Yeah, a very cheesy thing that I always say to people to kind of like make it more understandable is it's the difference between you're the guy, a brand that just started and you want to act like the big guys that have name recognition. You're the guy going up to a stranger girl in the street and asking her out on a date. (laughs) Who are you? Like, I don't even know you compared to building some rapport. You know, maybe you've gone to classes with her. Maybe you've you, you know, you know, friends together and then asking them, they know about you. They know a little bit of backstory. You're not just some stranger trying to buy from me. I want you, please give me your money, you know? So I think, yeah, it, it's a little outdated, but I think it hits the mark, that, that explanation. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah, it makes complete sense. Um, do you think that uh, influencer marketing should be held off into a more developed once you have your strategy a little bit more developed or could you jump on it early on when you're just starting out the brand um so that's a really good question actually i think like depends on which niche you are in especially if you are in the beauty niche it's very very important to do influencer marketing right from the get-go and, and i'll tell you why so um so the reason why like i feel like, i feel like i'm a really good fit at fancy is because like i'm the ideal customer so like i'm obsessed with beauty like you know i'm i go and buy all these products and i think like um, as a consumer in the beauty space or like certain spaces like fashion beauty stuff where which is more related to your vanity People are looking at influencers every day on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube, where they're seeing like, you know, oh, I want to buy this like beauty tool, right? What are other girls saying about it? So depending depending on what niche you are in, influencer marketing, like if you are in the beauty space, I would say start from the get-go. I have, I have worked with brands who did not do any Facebook ads or any kind of like, you know, paid media, but they 
they basically like just made like a business like a business which actually brings in revenue by just making organic content and by like having a lot of influencers talk about them so i think influencer marketing works amazingly if you are like uh like it depends on the niche you're in like for fancy influencer marketing is key uh but like if i also work with clients like let's say who are in like maybe like home decor maybe in that space it doesn't really matter like you know what an influencer has to say yes when you're more established business then you should get into influencer marketing and you know like maybe get into people who are or doing you know home renovation and those kind of stuff on like tiktok and stuff but then at that at the early stage i think people would still buy your product because it's the kind of product you just jump in but if it's like more related to beauty and other stuff you have to have somebody like they have to have social proof like um i don't know if you know boom like boom by cindy joseph um ezra's um it's like it's it's basically as ezra started that company so it's they they built like a seven figure company and their ads is all about like other women talking about them they go very heavy with like you know influencer marketing where like you know you have other like women saying like you know boom is really great and all that good stuff so i think like influencer marketing if you're in the beauty or fashion or like any kind of self care space you should start from the get go do you have any tips for approaching influencers cuz i feel like sometimes brands don't have that experience and it's a little difficult for them yeah so for at fancy like uh we have like figured like the secret sauce so i i would say like a tip i would give to like other business owners is number 1 if you're extremely small um i would start with like smaller influencers like micro influencers don't go for the big like the big guys because um you you, you don't have that established like um basically uh report rate yet right so start with the small the smaller ones and this is amazing because like huda beauty um their whole business like now they're in freaking sephora it started with influencer back and what they started with is like micro influencers you could be you couldn't even you didn't even have to have like you know 40 to like 100k followers she was like targeting like a uh, woman who had like you know 20 to 30 or like even 10k followers and then it was she but it was like quantity she went after quantity so what happens is like when you have a lot of people especially when you release a new product or if you just have a new brand if you have a lot of people on social media talking about you and it, that's how people will start like building that trust and right now the instagram algorithm is like unfortunately like uh like i try to be very realistic with my clients is like very saturated so maybe you're not going to be recognized on instagram but tiktok is still building up tiktok has immense like you know opportunities like leverage uh, influencer marketing in tiktok even if you're if you're a smaller brand you can still like uh, like acquire like these smaller influencers there there's so many girls who are just starting up and they don't even have the following yet but they will become that like that macro influencer you are looking for like we have an influencer who we started off when she was like really like small like small but like now she's like in the seven figures so we built like we grew together so one thing is grow together and make sure it's like at a relationship it's not like a business transaction like with our influencers we talk to them every day we 
comment on their posts we like encourage them we send them gifts so it's like more of a relationship and less of like a business transaction they sometimes do things for us not because like like more of like a transaction but they do it because you know they they like our owner they like our so um build a relationship that's very key and if you're really really small um something that works is like send a peer package without expecting something in return so just tell them hey try it out compared to like sending them and saying like hey you have to show my product and say like you love it then that really puts off like these influencers who are already like they they have brands approaching them they're not coming to you you know what i mean if they actually truly love your product and if you have an extraordinary product that solves the problem they don't really have right now it'll work great yeah exactly is there anything that you like to uh say anything that we need to know about fancy any new products any tell us anything that we <laughs> I know somebody doesn't know what fancy is maybe you can give us a little intro yeah sure okay so fancy uh it started off as like we started our our flagship and our cult product which you see on like allure like glamour and all these good spaces is our beauty mirrors so how we differentiate is like our beauty mirrors have a lighting system which other com- like there's no company which has that so our cult product is our beauty mirrors and then from there we are now like um moving to more of like all kinds of beauty tools so it's like anything from your skincare tools to your nail care tools so basically any beauty tools you need to basically enhance your beauty routine we make that um so and we're not in like the more of like the like the actual products but act the pro- the tools which will basically help your products work well perfect that's a good <laughs> thank you that's perfect why don't we do like quick little tips uh, I ask you a question maybe you can off the top of your head you can uh, try to answer one or two tips um so what about top tracking or project management software that you, you have to have um we use asana but you can use like notion or any other but like in 100% have something like asana because or else all your projects will be all over the place yeah we're we're asana lovers too so <laughs> it's great uh three tips to running facebook ads okay consolidate your uh campaigns that means do just have like maybe three to four campaigns like your top of funnel which is acquisition then your middle of funnel which is like anybody who viewed or like you know, engaged with your page and then your bottom of funnel which is people who went to your page but like don't have four or five top of funnel like that you're just spreading out your signals that's number 1 number 2 creatives is key work on your creative and when i say creative is key don't just go like you know i thought about this idea let me make this into an ad start with pro- consumer research look if needed call them like the smallest brands can call them and that's the best data you need to have you're a d2c company how are you better than a retail company because you can directly talk to your customers uh talk to your customers uh find out what they're saying and then make an ad which solves that problem so creative is key and then i would say number 3 is your offer um if you're noticing that you're getting traffic but it's not really converting try to give a very compelling offer and test your offers make sure you're like you know running two three different offers at the same time and see which is the best and then go with that perfect any marketing uh trend that you're dying to try um i think the one marketing trend that i'm dying to try is like they're saying like the uh, creatives is moving towards more of like a tiktok style 
just like less of selling and more of like fun. And we still haven't um, captured that Gen Z market yet. So I want to try to like try to make those fun dancing and whatever kind of videos and see if that works for us. That's awesome. Anything else you'd like to add before we close? Uh, no, I, I would just say for a, like any kind of businesses that are starting up, like, well, if you are in the D2C space, uh, try to be authentic to yourself. Um, try to like, if you have very limited budget, don't spend all your money on like the small things that don't matter, like how beautiful your product page looks or like how 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 big of an influencer is talking about you. Work on things that will matter, like, you know, stuff like your um, your creatives, your ads, um, um, starting to like, you know, try to make more virality, you can make, try to make content in-house. So anybody can start up. I think like it's more of like being true to being a D2C company and just like scale based on that. Sahara, amazing. <laughs> We're done. Thank you for your time. No worries. Thank you for having me. No, no, it was my pleasure. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we'll message you when we're ready and we'll send it off so you can watch it and, and, and let us know how you think. But I think you were perfect. Amazing advice. <laughs> Sweet. I'm looking forward to watching it. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Sarah. Have a good weekend. You too. Take care. Cheers. That's all for today. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe to show us your love. Until next time.